And a very good evening, everybody, for joining us here. We have for you tonight two of the most venerated and well-respected, certainly by my standards, and I know by a lot of people's standards, who have given their time freely to join us tonight from Canada to join in with our Lyceum Night discussion. And the theme tonight is the Spirit of Youth Movement, which I am looking forward to finding out a lot more about. So first of all, with the introductions, we have the wonderful Simon James. He is Vice President at the InnerQuest Foundation. And Brian Robertson, who is the President of the InnerQuest Foundation and also Minister at the Open Door Sanctuary. And of course, I'm sure a lot of you are aware that these two gentlemen are the co-authors of the wonderful book, Magician to Mystic. Gentlemen, good evening. Good evening, Larry. Thank you for having us. Absolutely. No, I am so pleased to have you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Simon, you are now back ensconced uh, over in Canada. I know you've had quite a long break, but as families' demands are, that's absolutely fine. Uh, but I'm just, there is that part of me that just thinks that must be so wonderful for you too. I know the emotions are here, they're everywhere, but yeah, you're back. And just as we were talking before we went on air, Brian was saying there is the opportunity now to reopen over there coming up. So I know the joy. I know the work, <laughs> but I know the joy as well when people start to come back in. So congratulations to both of you. Well, well, well done. Thank you. Thank you. I have a very simple question which hopefully will take up the next hour. <laughs> and please, everybody watching and joining us, welcome. If you do have questions, just type them in the comments box and we will endeavor our best to pick those up during the course of the evening. But I, I have heard this mentioned many times before, the spirit of youth movement. I have searched and looked for some background information and I cannot find anything anywhere. So if one of you fine gentlemen could probably just enlighten us with a synopsis of what that is about, please. Well, I'm not surprised you don't, um, you won't find anything really anymore about it because it was a, it was an idea, a dream and a short-lived, um, it was intentionally a short-lived uh, movement to, that I created back in 1994. Um, with the idea of encouraging not just younger people uh, in spiritualism, but also a younger outlook. Now, the interesting thing is, is, is that, Laurie, as you said, uh, you know, I've just come back from the UK uh, after being there for an extended period of like nearly 20 months um, due to family um, situations. And it was interesting going back uh, and spending a, a prolonged period of time um, there. And of course, you know, do with the lockdowns, it was close, uh, open and closed, open and closed. But I did manage to do a number of churches be before lockdown and then after lockdown. And it was really interesting to, and also a little bit sad in some ways to recognize that the the, the, the issues or the, the point or the reason why I started Spirit of Youth back then, those issues were still present in 2020. Now just a, rewind just a little bit here 
um, when I came into spiritualism, which was back in 1986, seven, I think, and I was young then. Um, I didn't always look like this, um, um, so I, I, you know, I, <clears throat> my beard was a little different, and I did look uh, a little bit younger then. Um, I was the youngest person in by a, a long shot uh, in my church, which is Wolverhampton. Um, and Wolverhampton was actually quite a progressive place. Uh, um, so it was, you know, I, I was really, uh, I fit in there and I, it, was, it was all good. Um, but I realized back then, and when I began my development and was involved, <clears throat> excuse me, um, when I came to the uh, tutelage of um, Gordon Higginson, and he brought me into the the AFC as a as a tutor. Um, there was such a lot of <clears throat> structures that I found within the presentation of spiritualism that were so <clears throat> by that standard. And again, we're talking back here the early nineties that were so old fashioned. I mean, by today's standards, are even more old fashioned. And what I tried to do with the the idea of spirit of youth was to set up an organization that actually was created as a, as a melting pot um, to as literally as a, as a place of ideas. Now, the interesting thing is with this in, is that uh, I had a group of friends um, that we created this with and, and it came under the auspices of the SNU. Originally, um, it was, a, was going to be a... Um, standing committee of the SNU but due to the political situation at the time it formed it became part of the Lyceum Union but that's a, a, a side a side story but the whole point was to recognize that spiritualism had a wonderful product but the packaging was really tattered and torn and that spiritualism had become very very insular and was resting on its laurels over the past achievements, the past glories, rightly so. But where were the present achievements? Where were the present glories? Where were the present outreach? So we basically looked at everything, music, um, the seven principles, um, community, excuse me, action, outreach, all of these things. And so I actually set up an organization that was also had a week at the Arthur Finley College, which was Spirit of Youth Week, which was started in, in 95 um, and ran for um, five years. I ran the, the organization for five years. But the whole point was to, to set up a, a talking shop, um, an ideas place. Now, the interesting thing is here, and this is where Brian comes in, I came out to um, uh, Victoria in 96, and the interesting thing was all of the ideas that I had created in the UK, um, which I thought were revolutionary um, for the UK, um, when I arrived in Canada, Brian was already doing them. So he'd already stripped um, and um, gone back to basics with a, uh, a radical new format, um, what we tried to do in the UK, or, and these were a number of things, we really, even at that time, was to pull back the focus from the demonstration and focus it on both healing and the philosophy. So um, when I came to Canada and Brian was already um, 
at that time was already working at the Art of College as a tutor. Um, Brian was on board from Spirit of Youth right from its very inception. So Brian was, a, if you will, Canadian liaison as well as working at the Art of College. And so Brian and I um, also formed um, and came up with a number of different ideas of the presentation of the service. So for instance, um, we we got rid of, of prayer. And when I say got rid of, and I'm using these terms because at the time it was revolutionary and I got an enormous amount of pushback um, and vilification. You wouldn't believe it, um, or perhaps you would. Um, <laughs> from the churches, from the organization, I have to say, you know, in their defense, there were a number of, 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 of people at the top of the SNU at the time that were very supportive. Um, I have to say that, and they, they, they did back me. Um, but the, the, often the grassroots and the churches were very, very um, frightened. I mean, one church I went to, uh, interestingly enough, a local church in the Midlands, you know, there was a lot of harumph, harumph, harumph when I turned up because they said, I hear you've got rid of the seven principles. Da, 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 da. And I said, uh, yes, I've scrapped them completely. I thought we'd ditch them, which I hadn't. I'd just rewritten them. Um, but there was that level of paranoia of, oh, my goodness, you know, you've got this young iconoclast, this young whippersnapper, who on earth does he think he is, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. The whole point of all of this was to get people to think about what this was. And Brian and I came up with, which is now sort of spread um, through, the, through the, the union and other places, but Brian and I were the first uh, people, because we created it, um, created Talking Heads. Um, and Talking Heads was basically the two of us having a conversation um, regarding uh, the philosophy of spiritualism. Brian, did you want to come in on this? Yeah, we, w what we did was just ideas and concepts. But we also, um, at the time, especially like the weeks of, of Spirit of Youth, which were a lot of fun, I have to say. It was innovative and we had discussion groups on how to move uh Organ the communities forward, the, the churches forward. So that was part of what you came for. So people of all ages, because it wasn't as spirit of youth wasn't necessarily for the young. It was the young of heart, if you like. And so we had uh, some people in their 80s and, and, and very excited, wanting to take ideas and concepts to their centers and their churches. And also... Uh, there was, it was a wonderful time in the sense that these ideas from talking heads, other tutors, we weren't just the tutors who did it. Uh, we, we did it, obviously, but we also, during that week, for instance, at, at, at the Hall Spirit of Youth, we, other tutors, we'd line up for them to do talking heads or discussions. So we didn't, we didn't own it as a Brian and Simon thing, but rather the concept was a, was what we came up with and encouraged other people to have these type of debates. And it rooted down to a time of when debates were open and free within spiritualist organizations to move it forward. And a lot of people don't necessarily know that history. And even uh, every year we would introduce new songs. So we know even to this day when we have done tours uh, over in the UK before, uh, the most recent lockdowns, we would still serve churches because we're in service. And um, it, we'd, we'd always smile because they would have the Spirit of Youth CD, you know, all the songs that 
that were compiled over the last five the the five years uh, there's they're still used used in spiritualist churches today and um, those were not just our songs but an offering uh, to um, to from the community who would come on a yearly basis we had singers we had dancers we had creative aspects there we were pushing the envelope once again in the sense of creating an action and one of the things that came out of this was with another colleague at the time who was a tutor at the hall um who also lives in canada now uh, some of your audience may remember her sue brotherton and sue brotherton in conjunction with simon's original concept of spirit of youth uh, created a, a side aspect of it, a spiritualist aid. So the three of us and a few others got together and we created um, spiritualists in action because that was part of the spirit spirit of youth concept. And uh, we fundraised it. at the time. There was a challenge with um, Bosnia, you know, the war at that time. So we actually collected uh, funds and created T-shirts um, not only for spirit of youth, but also for spiritualist aid um, to, to basically raise funds. And we actually had trucks from the UK go over to Bosnia and to war-torn areas to, to help children. Uh, and that was a wonderful, uh, uh, it was birthed out of spirit of youth. So, because the, the, the whole concept, what we did was really go back to our roots. So, of uh, creating uh, uh, um, my teacher, for instance, uh, Winnie Bentham, who was associated and was taught with Gordon's mother. One of the things she always said, remember, every generation must move our, our understanding of the spirit forward. It is not to be like the other religions in the past. And so that was what I was taught. So when Simon came over and saw what we were doing uh, at, at the open door at the inner quest, it was not, it, it was from the inspiration from our elders. It wasn't something that a, a young whippersnapper was doing at the time. I even had hair then. Um, it, uh, it was something that we integrated and we, we still in our children's lyceum, we actually, um, uh, actually encouraged them as responsible citizens to be be basically action orientated and and so we start from there and the ideas and concepts of spirit of youth um uh, it isn't it isn't a concept and it lives in the heart although it may not be alive today as an organization with the snu it still lives in the heart and we still work with that, the idea of spirit of youth. And so it's ever evolving, uh, even to the point of just recently for ourselves, uh, about three years ago, we revisited songs, you know, yeah. and uh, uh, let's, and as long as the song has meaning and moves the heart and moves it to the spirit, as we say, moves it to the concept of unity in God, then we're good you know and um so we've got we've got songs from really uh, traditional spiritualist songs all the way up to um uh, well that was three years ago so 
2017. We've got a, a song from 2017 in the mix, right? And so that's what we do, and we still do it. And, and I think this is a, something that we'd like to share, is it's ongoing. It's, it's an evolution. It's a continuing evolution. And we, within um, the foundational aspects of spiritualism, as Simon said, it's not just about being on the platform, but actually a coming together in community of ideas, that, and those ideas become action. And, and that's how we change the world. As we change ourselves, we change the world. And, and this is something that I know Simon, especially in the UK at the time, was really hoping to motivate due to uh, uh, and encourage, let's sit at the table and let's create something uh, 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 that shows the world of its power of the philosophy that we embrace because it, it really is the the thing that motivates as you know for most of us um as we mature in in our belief system of spiritualism or our knowing of spiritualism we we often uh, the message doesn't mean as much we are grateful for the message and honored in in, in the knowing of, of of the loving and the love of those in this in the spirit that we have lost and, and bereaved, it, it always has a place. But after that, what is there? And so really what, what, what Simon was doing when he introduced it um, as spirit of youth, the, it, was the, it was the question af, after that, what do we do? And so the coming together um, from different age groups and ideas and concepts was quite exciting. And it was an exciting opening. Uh, Simon went all out. He had fireworks on the first night uh, at the end. He had wonderful banners, uh, a, a young man at the time. And um, I have just forgotten his name. Made these wonderful banners of the pioneers that dropped down in in the sanctuary, and they dropped down, and and they were larger than life. It was something that I think uh, most of us had not seen within a in a spiritualist gathering. These huge banners, and there were uh, some pioneers that we, that just warmed the heart. You know, it was a celebration and honoring our past and and uh, and by doing so, sparking the future. And it was quite, quite remarkable, actually. And we did a lot of um, concepts and, and ideas also, which I, I believe or we believe is still very important about moving our own consciousness forward and moving what is mediumship and what is not uh, in the parameters of what most people call mediumship, yet uh, we can offer as spiritualists. So it was really quite something, wasn't it, Sai? Yeah, I, th I think the thing is, is that um, Spiritual um, Spirit of Youth Week, I ran until 1999. It did continue after that, but it wasn't in the, it certainly wasn't in the original sense that I wanted it to be. But I felt that I'd also taken it as far as I could um, because we had we had done so many different things. I mean, the the seven principles had been rewritten. But again, this is a, this is the issue with people, which are always fascinating, is that people get very very frightened when something new comes along. 
when which is bizarre as in spiritualism because the whole thing is was originally called the new revelation so it was had to constantly reveal itself so if you're frightened about trying new things in spiritualism you've really really picked the wrong religion um because it's you know the whole thing is it constantly moves over that's the point of it you know um and the so for instance the an example of the the seven principles the fatherhood of god and we just i rewrote them in the language of the time but the point of it was is that they weren't meant to be static they were meant to provoke thought so the fatherhood of god became the power um um the brotherhood of man was um harmony is in um communion of spirits and the ministry of angels was um the dead speak let's talk so those so but the problem was i, I was they weren't meant to be um fixed in stone and after i moved on from the organization and it limped along for a bit afterward um and then the focus became pulled back to mediumship which was always the, the the biggest fear that i didn't want in the sense of demonstrating and whatever um you know people were creating cards called the spirit of youth uh seven principles and they were they were they were printed up and it was no 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 that's not the point you've missed the point completely the point was that they were meant to provoke your thought what do they mean to you because if you're just replacing them with my meaning then you've lost the point of the whole um exercise was to provoke your thought what do they mean to you you know because at that time the seven principles were were hardly ever mentioned um the pioneers most people hadn't got a clue who they were um and so brian and i really um pulled focus onto the the pioneers onto the philosophy onto the healing um to create a much more well-rounded and holistic experience of what that was while at the same time getting people to think well what do you think what do you does this make sense to you how can you relate to you does it move you does it move the world if it doesn't we're doing something wrong you know so we did road shows around up and down the country we did them over overseas um there was a christian morgan in australia um also built spirit of youth over there um when i moved to to canada i mean spirit of youth that all the thoughts there were already in action because brian had created it all so really spirit of youth now continues to live at the the inner quest um here in victoria on vancouver island where we have all of these concepts and they are still about provoking moving thought and and to this day brian and myself constant review go okay this is where we, is this still working um is this still um providing a good vehicle for the representation of spiritualism if not we need to change it if it does then that's fine we keep it but we have to do this um and i think the 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 point of it is spirit of youth as brian said um was always about the youth of the spirit the youth of the heart the youth of the soul not necessarily the youth of the physical body because that that passes for everybody very quickly you know um but hopefully the youth of 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 what's in here um continues to to provoke thought and and um create and be part of the new revelation that is absolutely wonderful um we have discussed in our previous discussions here you know I'm very much of that mindset please everybody at home i am not being disrespectful i'm not being antagonistic in what i'm about to say 
my opinion of spiritualism, we had grown very much into uh, an orthodoxy and we'd grown very much into a very staid uh, presentation of what mm -hmm. should be the most joyous experience of anybody's life to understand the continuation of life. Mm -hmm. And that is a very big word, the continuation of life. Mm -hmm. My feelings are where we have been on this, all the focus on the evidential mediumship, it's almost like it's pulling Granny out of the deep freeze, defrosting her, presenting her as she was, and then popping her back in for later on. Yeah, there was an interaction of well, okay, this is Granny. She's identified herself. So what's she doing now? Mm -hmm. You know, and what does that interact with our life? And we, we had, in again, in my opinion, please shout at me. Absolutely fine. We've grown this passivity into our congregations. It became yeah. very much what I refer to lovingly as the sausage machine approach mm -hmm. where every week we were doing a demonstration to me every time you open the doors it had to include a demonstration of mediumship people were attending uh these dems of whatever frequency of their choosing to come along and to hear a wonderful message and be amazed and then in a couple of weeks time come back and hope to be amazed again and again and again without any movement, without any structure, without any understanding of what does that message mean? Mm -hmm. And this is where, you know, at this time, I feel very, very strongly that we are coming back into a new world. And this energy of trying to get back to normal, uh, to me, is slightly impossible because the normal you're talking about is two years ago. And everybody has moved on in two years. So we are all completely different people. And people have had their mortality challenge and they want to understand a bit more. They want to find out more. Total agreement with you. The evidential mediumship is a very, very important tool in our arsenal. But it is one of many. Absolutely. One of many. Our services should encompass growth. I always say to my congregation... Listen, you are making this service. Mm -hmm. People up on the platform are doing a job. You're the ones that are creating this energy. You're the ones powering it forward. You are the reason that the spirit are joining together today to unite with you. Do not sit there waiting for something marvelous to go away and say that was a lovely afternoon. Spiritualism, for me, has always been such an activist movement. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, when we delve back into the history of spiritualism, the figures were great pioneers of social changes, economic changes, religious changes. Nobody sat around on their coattails of the time. They got up and they were counted and they spoke out their truth and they brought things moving in. And that energy seems to have abated over the last few years, quite a few years, sadly. But now, to me, is the time that maybe we need to all revisit this and just look at what we can do, what we can change, what we need to update. Yeah. Because life is continuous. It does not go on hold when we shuffle off this mortal coil. In fact, quite the opposite. It goes into overdrive. And everything that's learned and brought through from that time of the life between lives needs that reflection 
and that acknowledgement within our movement. Mm -hmm. We've got a lovely comment there from a very, very lovely lady. I'm embarrassed her now. Amory Bond. Oh, hey, Amory. Amory. <laughs> Just saying, would love to have been a part of that. Amory runs a wonderful, uh, I think it's twice monthly at the moment, event online. And it's all about speaking mediumship. And it is truly a joy to be in. Great. Because it is just talking about spiritualism, spirituality, uh, pick on one of the principles, and four people will sort of like jump on, piggyback off each other and talk about that. And it's great. And you know what? There's not one message. That's great. As we would recognize, but yeah. the messages are there. They Brilliant. are so clear. So, well, Anne Marie, was... sorry, you're not. Sorry, very quickly, Anne-Marie, you are part of something very important today, my darling. All right, so, yeah, what was gone in the past may not have been its time then, but I feel is certainly time now to look at. But what you are doing is a part of that. So well done, my darling. Yeah. I'll shut up now. <laughs> well, that's great. No, I mean, absolutely, that what Anne-Marie is doing, you know, continues in that in that vein and i as we said brian and i were speaking um spirit was really at the head ahead of its time within spiritualism at that time and as i said when i went back to the uk you know just very recently and i was was in some of the churches and the same things were taking place the same issues the same problems the same thing you know i said to somebody i said seriously you know i i, le I left this party 30 years ago um and it's still we're still doing the same thing but the society has changed people have changed um and the thing is is that if we constantly we've said this before laurie in, in the conversations that we've had if we constantly um keep uh making people feel good for 90 minutes within this within the sense of just a um a, a, a brief experience that they come back all we're creating is 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 addicts of an experience instead of actually giving reminding them of which is spiritualism's point that they have the power to change not waiting to keep giving them um a message to go oh well your mother's here and she said well you know you're going to be a this good thing's going to happen to you this is going to happen to you etc etc because as you say it just creates this this passivity within our congregations where um i'll just sit there like like sea lions waiting for a fish to be thrown to me you know um and that's never what spiritualism about it it was about this dynamic change within person and society um and we've got to somehow get back um not just uh, on an individual basis but really if spiritualism is going to survive we've got to move the focus back um, to that dynamic interaction with people. And so, I mean, Anne-Marie is an excellent example of that. I mean, that is something that, that, that for us is very important. I mean, we, those were, on one level, she says she wishes that she was there. Well, she's actually doing something that we did at the hall, which is broken, which, um, because it's still relevant today, because it's actually empowering people to find their voice and recognize that they have an inspiration within 
that that actually inspires others to find the inspiration within that eventually creates an action. And I, I think that's just absolutely brilliant. And I, I, I'm so grateful that you actually shared that not only to ourselves, but the audience that she's doing that because it's those things that are actually going to be long staying, you know, coming to a, a center that is, uh, if you like, stale uh, and um, without innovative thought or innovative action, you know, um, slowly weakens. We're, we're in an era as well of social media. Um, we're in an era where people are reaching out wanting community, but we are also in an area era where they, they want it their way. So we are very, very much in a vicarious position within any philosophical organization. And we, we um, I think it's next week, we, we, we're having a multi-faith meeting. So uh, basically the leaders of, of, of the different organizations within Victoria are coming in. And some of them are going to be in the garden. We we haven't decided where they're going to where they want to be for safety protocols because we're in a bit of a lockdown here. But again, they are all struggling um, because there's a, a certain age group that wants it their way, and we are we are not the only ones up against this. And I think this is this is really important to understand. So therefore, our messaging of who we really are, we all need to investigate. What are we offering? What are we offering? We have a history, and, and um, for those of us who, who know our history, and, um, and we've mentioned this time and time, we were some of the first environmentalists, right? We, we, we were an environmental movement over 100 years ago. And now the environment needs us. And what are we doing that as small little communities? But I mentioned this uh, for two, two reasons, because it needs our attention uh, um, at the moment. We have a history of it. And the second part is that um, people are interested in it and the young are interested in it. And they want to be a part of something that makes a change, right? And th this is something that we've noticed, and we're already involved in it. So you know, we and we have we have programs at, at the center. I mean, we have take a hike that is years old. So what that is is basically they call it now forest bathing, but. Uh, we we are very fortunate to live in in an area that has lots of forests, lots of rivers, lots of trees, lots of mountains. So uh, there is uh, when the pandemic wasn't in lockdown, it was it could be twice a month or once a month, once every six weeks. Um, there's one coming up September 11th, and we go out and we be in nature. And we we appreciate nature, and oftentimes there is an individual who, for instance, we have one of our people. We we don't take them out. We we don't need to lead everything, uh, because some people often think they need to lead everything. So I just want to make that point. So we have one of our 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 people who is a survivalist. 
So what she does is she tells us what we can eat, what we can't eat, how this grows, what is the harmony of that, um, what is uh, what we're seeing within the um, the disappearance of certain uh, plants and the reasons why. It's brilliant when she's out. So she is uh, Karen is her name. She even makes uh, pots that you can boil water in out of out of bark uh, 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 tree uh, out of bark from a tree just to show us that we can do it how to survive. I hope I don't ever have to make a pot to boil water. But anyway, <laughs> it's uh, those type of things, you know. And and everybody has a talent within the community that you have, and it's a matter of waking that up and in and and offering it, especially in a time where. We also need to be very aware of how do we bring uh, this perception of individuality that is great at the moment into back into community and, and recognize and encourage that within a community there is power. Um, and I'm, uh, one of the things that uh, we did uh, many, many years ago, um, we had a uh, a lady who actually owned an art gallery in town. And uh, we have a number of things for artists in our community, but in this particular uh, thing that I'm going to share, it was during the AIDS pandemic, the HIV. And she, she decided on her own back that we needed to do something or she needed to do something. So she, she, no one wanted to host, um, basically the AIDS quilts. And for those of you who don't know the history of it, I didn't know the history of it. The quilts were there is because at a time around the world, they weren't even burying people with AIDS because mm -hmm. the morticians were afraid. So that's how the concept of memory, the memory quilt came from. And so she heard about it and she wanted to do something. And so she organized the AIDS quilt to come to her art gallery. And, uh, she didn't tell us any, any of this. She just did it on her own back. But what had happened was no one, they needed protection because there were religious groups and anti-groups uh, anti against it that uh, were, were actually destroying some quilts. So they needed protection. So she went, she didn't even come to, to us first, which was okay. Uh, she wanted some of the bigger named uh, religious organizations to get not one of them would actually create a crew of people protecting the quilt for people to come and see it. We were the only ones. We were the only ones. Everybody stepped up because it was very causal. And why they stepped up is because the community at the time and still uh, today understand our history of, of movement and, and causes. So this was a cause that needed help. And this is something that uh, I believe that all of us can do within our communities is, is to talk about causes around them and do they need their help to actually integrate that into the education. Yes, we need um, our, our communities help to sustain our own uh, churches, centers and organizations. But also it's very important to be a part of the greater community and provide the need. And so this is something that um, I believe is part of the spirit of youth is concept as well. 
hence spiritualist day, what else can we do to create an action to serve where service is needed, right? And and this is something that we still uh, encourage uh, organizations, spiritualist churches to do, right? And not just with money, I have to say, but with action. Indeed. You know, and that's something because everybody goes, oh, it needs money. Well, it doesn't always need money. It needs hands. It needs it needs people to be able to put soup in a cup for the homeless. It needs uh, people to go clean up a beach area that that uh, the youth seem to feel that it's a garbage area or something, you know, those type of things. And and I believe that also tightens the community and and awakens us to our responsibility of leaving our footprint of well-being in this world. I could not agree more. And it is, that word has popped up quite a few times. It is about community. Yeah. And we must look to that within our churches and centres of building that community and encouraging more people to come in and rejigging our service formats, how we present ourselves. I love the fact you talk about the music because I've been, I was trying to make people sing some of the modern stuff and I've just actually gone, listen, you don't have to try and sing this, just enjoy the words because I, I can't sing it and I really don't expect you to. Um, but just to bring in this new energy and this togetherness. I had the most beautiful experience with one of our Lyceum services. The medium was talking and referencing books, and people were taking notes in the in the congregation. And I thought, yes, yeah, you are engaging. You are getting excited about this, and that is what it should be. You should come in and go, come on, what have we got today? So the lovely Susan Brotherwood Hughes. Hi, Susan. Hi, Susan. Just asking, I wonder if you could share an opinion on what the fear of change may be. It seems to be quite obvious change, or is it, is needed especially to draw in the interest of younger people. There's quite a few psychological reasons for that yeah. one, but go ahead, Sai. Well, I think, well, I'm just, I'll do one bit of fear and then I'll hand over to Brian, because um, we've got, there's a, we could do a whole lecture on the fear within spiritualism. Yeah. Um, I'll just focus on the first of all mediumship. One of the one of the the, the the fear of change that I found back then, and it's still today, um, is the identification that mediums have with their own mediumship. You take that away, or you 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 stop that from from working in the way that they think they need to work, and they get very uncomfortable, very angry, very quickly. And so I remember the one, this was at the Arthur Finney College, um, Brian and I were doing a service and all of our services at the Arthur Finney College are exactly the same as we do at the, at, uh, the sanctuary here, at the Inner Quest. You know, um, healing, um, philosophy and interactive philosophy, one contact, maybe two at a push, one contact, because each of those are, are of equal time and equal importance, that's it. And, and some of the services we do at the uh, uh, Inner Quest um, don't contain uh, a demonstration of mediumship because it's, it doesn't 
um, figure or there is no point to it in the context of the service that we're doing. So as soon as you take that away, and we said this, I remember there were some tutors at the Arts Funding College at the time, so, um, so there'll just be one contact. And I remember one meeting got very irate and said, well, what about the spirit world? So, well, what, do you, what about the spirit world? What are they going to do? You know, form a revolution and punch their way through because there's not only one contact? Do you really think the intelligence of the spirit doesn't know the point of this? Do you think people are going to be talking about me behind my back in the spirit world? You know, it's really, really, you think this rubbish? Um, but what this was about, what highlighted is not the, the need of the spirit world, but the need of the medium to perform, yeah. to be seen, to be recognized. And so there is a, there is, this is a very long answer um, to a, um, a, this is a, a very, very wide um, conversation here, which takes longer than what we've got here, Laurie, but, but the, there is an intrinsic fear of, of often mediums, the attachment, I must demonstrate, I must demonstrate. And the answer to that is no, you don't, because your mediumship can express itself in a variety of different ways. Yes, a demonstration has a point, has a purpose in the right context, but the spirit will express itself in a variety of different ways. But as mediums, if, if all we are attached to is the performance, then stop being a medium and go and be an actor. If that's your, if your attachment is to presentation and platform, go and join the Amateur Dramatics or go and join RADA or any of the other organizations around the world that, that do performative art, because that's what your love is. Your love is not the actual experience of the spirit. Now, I may have upset a bunch of people, but oh, that's really? okay. Love and, love and light, namaste, you know? That's okay. Um, because the, that same question that we had and the same issue that I had back then with Spirit of Youth is still intrinsic to a lot of many, many people. Now, again, I don't want to come across as too aggressive here because sometimes it's just awareness because often we've been working as platform mediums and this is what I do. This is my identity. But the whole point, if we're going to move spiritualism forward and move beyond the fear, we've got to get people to start thinking you are more than the demonstration. You are more than that performative action. Right. Well, I mean, and this is this is, of course, Simon's talking um, from that level of uh, our experience uh, with spirit of youth and the ideas and the concepts, because that was the biggest fear of the change is the lessening of of the medium's performance and ever since then i've always said what we need on the platform is a curtain and behind the curtain is the medium so the medium doesn't see the audience and the audience doesn't see the medium and uh we would probably lose 90 percent of the mediums working today because they'd always be behind a curtain and they'd never see the audience and the audience would never see them and um, um, and it's that fear that was the probably the biggest fear I'd say, Asai, about about balancing out the services yeah. and and in and creating time for conversations and questions and answers during a service and a number of things that we we've done over the years and we still do at our uh, here and we always look for something new but also. Um, to answer Susan in another way. It's also age. It's one of the things that on a psychological level, 
we, we also, a community wants to feel safe. If you ever notice going into a center, for those of us who have been longtime uh, uh, um, community goers at a divine service and other things, everybody has their favorite seat. And sometimes when you when somebody uh, gets there a little early and takes the seat, you could feel the dragon rises. You know, um, we get so comfortable with how it should be and where we belong and the ownership of that, and then change comes. And 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 one of the things is is we need to honor aging in the sense that there is a fear with change and how we present change. Um, one of the things, again, at Spirit of Youth that we did, I believe it was 98, is we reintroduced the old naming service with a, a slightly modern twist. Now, the, the naming service that I'm talking about is not the naming service that most spiritualists witness. It was the traditional naming service that was actually longer. But we actually had what we had all of the NEC there at the time. We had also some district uh, uh, district um, members there at the time. And they were frightened uh, when they witnessed the old service. They were frightened. Some of them didn't even know that, that, that all we did was modernize the more ancient spiritualist naming service not the, not the service that, again, most people see today, but they were frightened. And then there were others uh, like um, um, oh, Bassett. Um, Jean Bassett. Jean Bassett was thrilled. She says, this is brilliant. This is brilliant. We need to shake it up. And it, isn't it wonderful that you've taken something of old and just made it a little more modern uh, and, and, uh, uh, and honoring for the fullness, it's fuller than what we're doing. We need to change this. But then there were others um, who were there who were so frightened because they were frightened because they feared their lack of knowledge. Because we, uh, and, and this is another thing, is here we're, we're taking people on a journey. And one of the things, again, that uh, as I was taught by my teacher, uh, Winnie, was the learning and the knowledge is endless. And again, I've mentioned her many times. I mean, she served, she died at 104 and my last knowledge of her working was about 102, wow. right? Yeah. And she was phenomenal a medium in so many different ways. And, uh, and her, her knowledge base of of the traditional ways were, was with her. And also she watched the modern movement. She helped reorganize what, what our organization was today. It was an amalgamation of three spiritualist churches because spiritualism has been um, here in Victoria since 1859. So, so, but she always said it'll be the elderly that are fearful because they're uh, frightened of change because of their age. So remember that. So it's how you, how we address it, right? But at the same time, uh, that's where I think Simon coined it spirit of youth is to encourage that we're not leaving anybody behind. We're just looking for the youth in your heart, the enthusiasm that first brought you here. 
and and to go with it. You're you're still a valued uh, community member, and we won't leave you behind because people don't want to be left behind. But sometimes I think, and we know this just on a again on an aging level of uh, how many people do you know who after they retire, uh, there's a st statistics on this where they die within three years after they retire, mostly men, because their value is in what they do, not who they are. Spiritualism is about who you are. The message, if you like, of, of communication, of life after death, is all about to live first, right? It's all about, you gotta live first. It's not about what you do afterwards. It's to remind you that you're living now and the value of those loving connections, right? So live, so. Uh, uh, so there's a number of challenges here with that question, Susan, and, and uh, about change. But hopefully those are a couple to think about for all of us still. Wonderful, wonderful. And if I may add, uh, Susan, there the something I have observed in many churches and centres um, where the actual leadership it can become more focused on the negativity of things. If one, you can have 30 people in for a service, 29 people probably enjoy it, are quite satisfied, and may not rave and rant about it and say how wonderful that was. The one person who didn't like it, that suddenly becomes the whole focus of the energy. Yeah. And, you know, then a very a great reluctance to actually just sort of like examine that on a numerical level and just go well do you know what if one person out of 30 didn't like it 29 people were okay with it well i i think laurie as well we that's the focus and again with spiritualism it's always been is this okay with you you know do you, do you, you know it's okay we do like we are we are friends with christians we do like jesus please come don't you know we're okay we're not satanists really all this was, we've got to get beyond this stuff now and we've stuff got to we've got to stop keep worrying about what people think and start serving people you know um you know so somebody doesn't like the service have you ever been into a catholic church and they've performed mass and you've gone up to the priest after and said i wasn't struck on that you were so much better than last week you know the, you know the, the priest is not going to take a blind bit of notice that's what they do this is what we do this we serve it's not for you that's great your soul will find another place this is not for you but this is what we do we have to stop um pleasing people and we have to start serving people hugely hugely agree and it is taking you know some people are going to find this a brave step to take yeah just having that faith and confidence in what you are doing is right and not everybody's going to like it uh that is life. I always say, if you try and be everything to everybody, you end up being nothing. That's right. You, you lose it. So, yeah, take on board comment by all means because that builds on yeah. the community. But it's, it's so easy. I always call negativity is a lazy energy. It requires no thought. It requires right. no energy. Put it in there. Oh, I don't like that. Oh, Brian, your shirt's hideous. You know? 
absolutely nothing. But that comment has come out, you know. By the way, I love your shirt. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. And we need to remember that. And when you know, this time has actually taught us some of the frailties of our structure within yeah. our churches and centres. And so, again, it is another time to look at how these are run, what's happening. You know, some some committees can become quite a toxic environment. But if anybody new joins them and says, why don't we try so-and-so? Well, you know, it's like the three witches of Grendel suddenly pulling the eye out and looking at them going, what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what did what? you dare to say? And, yeah. um, you know, we, we are an activist movement. Yeah. We are, about, and I agree, you know, a lot of my sayings come from your teachings. It's about life. It's about life. It's about life. It's about what's going on outside that door and what's going on inside that person's heart and their connection with the divine. And that's what we need to be serving, not their, you know, we have become quite an entitled society where yes. whatever you put up, somebody will offer a, a, cont a contrary opinion. Yeah. Absolutely fine. That's their journey. Crack on. Yeah. Exactly. I'm, I'm so not going to be running a church by this time. Tomorrow, <laughs> <but> never mind. <laughs> At this time, I am, so I may as well go out on a high. Uh, <laughs> Frederick Hagelin from Sweden. Good evening, Frederick. Hey, Frederick. And he's disagreeing there. I think if churches and centres were teaching in this way, referring back to your earlier conversations there, it would bring more and new people into the movement. Frederick, you are so correct. Yeah. Our congregation here in this church and also in talks with other churches in the area and further afield, we are seeing a great insurgence of people new to the movement or new to the church. And in some cases, it's up to 50% of the congregation. And those people are coming in looking for something. And they deserve to be given that opportunity to be heard, to understand, to ask questions, to interact, not just sit there, be quiet. And if the medium comes to you, just say yes or no. Yeah. And that's it. That's that's your input, you know. Yeah. That will it's like a placebo, isn't it? That will mm -hmm. act in the short term. Yeah. But yeah. in the growth part, there is nothing there. There is no fertile soil soil. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I really have lost running this church, but never mind. Quick, yeah. before I'm dragged out by the committee. No, <laughs> but it's very true. It is so true. I mean, uh, and and we just have to look at how social media is right now. So everybody has an opinion, and everybody ha wants to share thoughts. Sometimes the opinions we uh, are unhealthy. I'm not, or and I'm not saying that everybody's opinion needs to be heard at the exact same time. But what we need to be very aware of here is that people are looking for a community where they belong and they are not talked at, right? Because that's, if, if there's an increase of new people coming into the centers, the old way will not work. People do not want to be talked at. They want to be, uh, you know, when, when we're at interacting now with new individuals online or wherever, they want to be talked to, right? They want that interaction. They also want to make sure that you're listening to their opinion. Not necessarily that they want you to take their opinion, but you're listening to their opinion. And to say, well, we've always done it this way, right? 
you yeah. want to set it this way. Just does not work, right? Uh, they want to make sure that you're listening. So, well, yeah, they listen to me. Well, maybe this is a place that I can hang my hat for a while, right? Indeed. You know, and I think it's very, very important uh, that uh, that we start addressing uh, this opportunity if people are coming into the centers now that are new, because the old way, uh, we will see a decline once again, right? Very much. And that's very what much. we're talking about. And I think this is important that what you're saying is heard. And on a, a different level, um, within our churches and centres, more and more as they're reopening over here in the UK, a lot of the mediums that would have previously served are no longer serving. So actually we're seeing quite an increase in demand. Yeah for evidential mediums with an actual decrease in the ones who are able and competent to mm -hmm. take a full service. Yeah. So, we, you know, we can then look, I mean, at Paul here on a month, we have, on an average month, eight services, three now do not have an evidential medium. Not only are we bringing in that new energy, into the church and to the people coming in looking for things we're also balancing our, our uh, uh what's the word i'm looking for assets mm -hmm. not to put not to be rude mm -hmm. but i've only got a certain number of mediums who i would feel quite you know welcome yeah. and try and you know yeah you get up there and talk because you've got something to say um so you know our assets have diminished but we're trying to repeat what we were doing in 2019. So if you take a church or a centre, three dems a week over a year, that's 156 assets that you need to find. Yeah. And that reserve has gone down dramatically. Yeah. So, you know, there's so much going on and nobody has got the right answer yet. I, I do not say that I've got it right, but I will keep trying things. Yeah. But I think I think it's a, I think there's a mix, and I think that it's far better to have a service with no demonstration of mediumship than a service with a bad demonstration of mediumship. You know, um, far better. And the thing is, is that in spiritualism, for the years, it's always well, certainly since I've been involved in it, um, it's always been um, well. We need to do a fundraiser. We need to do this. What shall we do? What well, I know, a demonstration of mediumship. Wow, that's really original. Never thought of that. Yeah. And and it's we've got to get past that. And also as well, there's a there's a group, there's a there's a there's also we have to remember there's a group in society and also young people particularly that will come in, they'll see a demonstration, and go, okay, I've seen that now, that's great. Uh, but what else do you do? We don't right. need to keep reinventing the wheel. Um, because for if, if we want young people, um just constant demonstrations, demonstrations will not will not keep them. Um, I actually, we have not done a, a, a fundraising demonstration of mediumship at the open door for 18 years. And you're still there. And we're still there. Yeah. We, and what we've done is created, embrace the community with creative ideas using their talents from you know, we have uh, we have accomplished artists. I, I, I shared a story with you before about uh, one of our people who who came through the door because their son passed and 
and and um, that interest of becoming the medium when they first get the contact, uh, we never encourage. And although she was interested, it waned. Long story short, not to tell the story again. She rediscovered. She discovered, not rediscovered. Discovered that she had a, an artistic talent through some of the other fundraisers that we were doing. She is now going to be uh, artist in residence in in Venice next year. And what she's done is she's taken on board. Not only is she our main coffee and tea uh, facilitator on, on community services, she she organized for a number of years before the pandemic our art show. So, uh, um, um, what happened was. Um, We've got a number. She gathered all the artists, and we one of our fundraisers is an art show. So, everyone who has a, a, a strong artistic talent was welcome to bring it out. And there was a display, and people came in and bought bought uh, different pieces of art. And we we were doing that on a yearly basis. That's just one thing, but it's a celebration of the different talents. That actually show the shows the outer community that we are more than just speaking to the dead, that we honor and celebrate other uh, individual talents, etc. Yeah, yeah, uh, so 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 agree there. We do have a propensity again within our churches and centres of assigning people duty the minute they walk in the door. You're going to be a medium. You're going to be a healer. You're going to be a nuisance. You're going to be a medium. <laughs> you're going to be a healer. You're going to be a new. And we, we just, the second somebody's walked in the door, we, we, we immediately start to build this label upon them. When yeah. actually, what we're about is talking spirit to spirit. Yes, that's you right. Know? And finding out from these people their story and where they are and their abilities and fostering and encouraging that and creating that community. Yeah. It's so important. Very. A lot of people sharing stories there uh, in agreement with everything that's being said tonight and sharing personal stories there also of experiences within commi uh, committees of churches and centers. So thank you, everybody. Gentlemen, have you got any closing thoughts for us, please? Um, I think I just, because uh, I saw some comments from Sue Townsend there where she talked about um, sacredness, spirit of place, energies, earth energies and elements. Yeah. Uh, and, yeah, and that's something that is very important to us, isn't it, Brian? Yes, very, very important. It's something that we we constantly encourage people in, in the community to bring out. Um, and we feel it's very, very important because that is... They are the container of God. They are the contain, and and the Creator has bestowed them with talents. And we are here as an organization to awaken people to the beauty of their being, the beauty of their talents. That is our job. Uh, uh, whoever takes the mantle of of holding the space um, for a community to come together is to share a. a uh, the spark of the divine within and to recognize that this life is important. And when people really start shining, the influence they have in their own personal communities are great. Their own families, their own 
interactions in different clubs or work or whatever, when people are at peace within their nature, um, and we have aided in the healing or the facilitation of that, we've done our job. And we cannot just rely on, on that the spirit is telling me to be a good girl, go find your talent, but rather that uh, the philosophical and the act, 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 actions that we create within, within the centers, the activism that we play a role in, create a healthier world, an awakened world. And that's our job. And mediums are, are the old tribal healers, as I always say. And we need to take that, that mantle up. What is best for the community? For the community grows. The community expands. The community goes out to the greater world and makes, makes a difference. Brilliant. Brilliant, brilliant, brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Gentlemen, as always, I am, I, I know you don't like the compliments, but I am always totally in awe of your honesty, your knowledge, and your standing of what you do and encompassing that and relaying that with such passion. Absolutely beautiful evening. Lots of thanks coming in from around the world. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Uh, oh, hello, Helen. How are you, darling? Helen Van Hooft. Yes, Helen, Susan. Oh, no, where'd she come? Oh, they're coming in so, they're coming in so fast, I can't keep up with them. There we go. Uh, Helen Van Hooft, lovely of you to join us. So, and Susan Brotherwood Hughes, just saying mm. such... Pro it is progressive, but it's energetic, you know, and we, we do. None of us, I always say this, nobody wants to be in this time. The root cause of why all this change is about, none of us wanted. No. But it is here. It is here. It is part of our world. It is part of our energy. It affects our thought, our deeds, our work, everything within our life. And when you're in a situation like that, you need to look for the opportunities. Not just the downside, go, okay, well, I can't do that. What can I do instead? How can I change this? How can I make this better? And tonight, there have been so many uh, ideas, thoughts shared of improving spiritualism and regaining that love of spiritualism. So, gentlemen, I wish you Thank a very you. pleasant day. Thank Always you. a pleasure to be with you, Larry. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, honestly, I'm always so touched that you share this time with us. Everybody, thank you very much for joining us tonight. Uh, it's been an absolutely wonderful night. This will be available later on on our YouTube channel. And also, I will, with your gentleman's permission, convert this to a podcast as well. Because there was a lot to listen to in there tonight. So thank you. Thank you. <clears throat> Please remember, everybody, that we will not be having a Lyceum night tomorrow night, as we are busy here within the church with a trance demonstration from the lovely Mark Stone, who's in the room tonight. But we look forward to rejoining you next Saturday at 7 p.m. So on behalf of myself, the uh, ex-president of Paul Christian Spiritualist Church, 
<laughs> Lawrence Saville, thank you and good night. Gentlemen, we'd like to say you good night. Thank you. Good night. Thank you all, everyone. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you.